Thank you so much for downloading this expository-style devotional from Truth Matters Church. You can connect with us at truthmatterschurch.org. This devotional is titled, Knowing Christ and Christ Knowing Me, and is from our study in Philippians. I'm Associate Pastor Jeremy. Last time, we learned even more about Paul's stand against a self-righteous, legalistic faith and how he counted all the worldly possessions and accomplishments he'd racked up as nothing but dung. See Philippians 3, verses 7 to 10. In our passage here today, we get more to the heart of Paul's reasoning and where he had his mind set. In Philippians 3, verses 10 to 11, he wrote, "...that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead." It's quite likely that at some point you've heard the gospel shared from a self-centered temporal perspective, such as, Jesus wants you to have purpose. Jesus wants you to be fulfilled. Jesus wants you to be happy. Jesus wants you to live your best life now. You know what I mean. But the heart of the true gospel is not worldly, nor is it self-centered. It is eternally focused and aligned with heavenly things. And while we are clearly the benefactors of God's great love, mercy, and grace, our salvation is not a means to gain riches and happiness on earth. We get a glimpse of this truth here as Paul, writing from a Roman prison, centers his thoughts and hopes on eternity. There is no complaining about his present conditions, his predicament, or the great losses he has suffered. In fact, the opposite is true. So, breaking this up just a little bit, let's start by looking at the first of Paul's stated goals here. To be found in Him, and that would be Christ. To be found in the Lord is of utmost importance. In Matthew 7, verses 22 to 23, Jesus foretold of the judgment of pretend believers, saying that one day many would tell Him of all the great and mighty things they did for Him, and even in His name, but that He would say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, notice here that Jesus did not say, You never knew me. But no, he says, He never knew them. This means it is possible to have a false faith in Jesus, one that is not based in biblical truth and is most likely revolving around a human centered theology. Being a Christian is not just doing good things or proclaiming Christ's name. It is a personal, thriving relationship with the Lord, and one grounded in His will, not ours. We must humbly surrender ourselves to Him and work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as it says in Philippians 2.12, so that we can be fully assured that He knows us. This is not something with which we can be flippant. Simply knowing Jesus is not by itself a guarantee of our salvation, but Him knowing us is where our eternal security rests. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. That's John 10, verses 27 to 28. Paul's second goal here is that he, Paul, know him, Christ. The English word rendered know is from genosko, and it is the most intimate of the Greek words for knowledge, speaking of an experiential understanding. You might think of it as knowing your spouse or your child. Genosko is how Christ knows his sheep, and this is how Paul wants to know Christ. Not just knowing about Christ, but knowing Christ. 
This requires intention and dedication on a believer's part. Praying, studying the Bible, meditating on His promises and truths, and exercising faith and obedience are just a few ways that we can know our Lord more intimately. Paul also wants to know, genosko, the power of His resurrection. We cannot take lightly the importance of Christ being risen from the grave. He is the firstborn from the dead, see Colossians 1.18 and Revelation 1 verse 5, and the first fruits of our own resurrection, see 1 Corinthians 15 verses 20 to 23. Without Christ's literal, physical resurrection, our eternal hope is baseless and futile. Never forget the empty cross and the empty tomb. It is vital to the Christian's faith. Finally, Paul wants to have fellowship of his, Christ's, sufferings, being conformed to his death. Simply stated, we cannot distance ourselves from pain and suffering as believers. Jesus told us that we must deny ourselves and take up our cross to follow him. See Matthew 16, verse 24. We also must put our old self to death, nail our sinful desires to the cross, and live a life of faith and obedience to the Lord. Reference Galatians 2, verse 20 through 21, and Galatians 5, verses 24 to 25. This is sharing in Christ's sufferings and being conformed to his death. And what is the end of all of this? In order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Ah, yes, our wonderful, magnificent hope. Walking the narrow road is not supposed to be easy. Christ promised us that we will face hardships and challenges as our faith is stretched and tested. See John 16, verse 33. But a boundless reward awaits the faithful. So while the often proclaimed false gospel that Jesus wants to be your personal genie and ATM is quite far from the truth, we do have an incredible and wondrous promise that awaits us on the other side of this life the resurrection from the dead into glory unimaginable and the eternal presence of our blessed God and Savior. Indeed, to God be the glory. We certainly appreciate you listening today and would like to invite you to join our Friday evening Bible studies. Our small group meets in Lincoln, California, and we also stream on Sermon Audio. You can find out more at truthmatterschurch.org. That's truthmatterschurch.org.